Welcome back to another episode of Abundant Life Podcast. I'm Jay Danell, and as always, I'm here with my boy Leo Lopez. Welcome back, lifers. Boy, do we have a great show for you today. We hope you're ready. Let's go. Lifers, lifers, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Abundant Life Podcast. Thank you for tuning in as always. As always, before we start, I want to make sure I let you know we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate your support. All ministries, the number two at gmail.com. You can send us emails with requests and or anything you need prayer requests for. And if you think we're doing okay, certain subjects you want to cover, shoot us an email. All yes. ministries, the number two at gmail.com. My man Leo's in the building, of course. What's up? What's up, everyone? Good to be back here. Been gone for a couple uh, little series here, but uh, very <laughs> nice to be back here trying to get accustomed to things again. In and out, in I, and out. Yes, how you doing, my man? How you doing? I'm good. How's the family, man? My family's family doing? doing good. Uh, the little one, Sophia, man, she's uh, finally getting like a little character. She <laughs> smiles a ton. She laughs. Um, Melina, our oldest, she never smiles. She always just had a, a straight face. <laughs> she can be like, go, 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 do whatever you want. She would not smile. Uh, you know, people come up to her like, oh, my gosh, you're so cute. Well, not smile. She just give them like straight look, no smiling whatsoever. So it's nice to have uh, Sophia who smiles quite a bit, actually. The <laughs> <laughs> total opposites, total yes, opposites. Yes. No, it's, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. It's always good to have you here, man. Um, I'm glad to hear the family's doing well. Um, I want to thank everyone again for listening abroad and listening locally. Um, a lot of times we'll shoot and we'll tell you, know, tell you who's all been tuning in from across seas and uh, other countries and locally. So we do appreciate the support. Continue to uh, to, to, to listen in and, and support us. We do appreciate that with all of our hearts. Um, yes. Obviously, we want to cover some topics. You know, there's a a lot of stuff going on in, in the country. But, um, you know, this one in particular just obviously just recently touched our hearts and everyone here. And it's something that we we constantly see. Right. So and unfortunately, I, me and Leo was talking and I just told Leo, I'm like, I don't it's happening so much that it's easy to start becoming like desensitized. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, because when you see something often, you just start to become desensitized because it's, it's normal. And when it becomes a norm, you don't feel you can feel bad, but you don't feel the certain way that you would normally feel when it's something new. Right. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. So it's fresh. Heck yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, we today's topic, we're going to cover and talk about this, uh, this horrible, tragic shooting in uh, Nashville, Tennessee at the Covenant School, which some of you, some of you may have, have heard. Um, when did you first hear about Leo? Did you hear about it right away or was it something that you kind of Yeah, I, I mean, I was, uh, I did hear about it. I was, I was actually at work and kind of heard about it in the background. I, I didn't know too much at the time. And kind of like how you said, I was like, man, another shooting, you know, at a, at a school. Yeah. Um, especially not having kids now, it's like wow. Like you know, what if my daughter was at that school? You know, mm-hmm. obviously my kids are not in school yet, but it, it's you think about those things now. Yeah, of course. Um, what can you do to prevent these things? And I started diving into it. All right, let, let, let's see what's going on. What what happened? How did yeah. it start? Who was it? Um, why that school? You know, all these things start yeah. going through your mind. Um, why? Why did this happen? And you always, I mean, we don't want to describe. Like we know from Columbine to all these other school shootings and, and tragedies that's, that's happened here in the U.S., you know, every single one of them are a sad situation. Uh, it is it's tragic, it's sad, and I really, I think the hardest thing for me is always having a place in my heart and 
feeling really bad for the parents. Yes. Like I could only, I could not fathom Mm -hmm. having lost a child in a tragic way like that and feeling as if I wasn't there to protect them. That is one of the worst fears. Mm -hmm. Um, and God has blessed me, so I, you know, to not have to experience that situation. And I feel for anyone who does. Uh, and and let me clear this real quick. I had somebody ask me. They said, "Well, why would a loving God allow this to happen?" You have to understand, with a loving God, there is a hateful, hateful enemy called the devil. So, you know, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I want you to know that there is a lot of times we look at God and go, "Why? Why would God allow that to happen?" Well, there's also evil works. I'm sorry, evil spirits at work. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something we'll, we'll be able to discuss at a later date. But we do want to cover this topic. Uh, we want to kind of, kind of dive right in. So, yes, uh, Leo, kind of talk to us about about it, about the video. And yeah, what- so this is what I've seen, right? So they release uh, body cam footage, um, footage of outside cameras. Yeah. And apparently this person um, has been planning this out. I think it was Audrey Hale, right? Yes, Audrey Hale, yes, uh, yeah. 28 years old, yeah. um, female, uh, but apparently like on social media, she has, she goes by like a male or, you know, pronouns as they say. Okay, okay. Um, so now some of the videos are saying that, you know, uh, they're, they're showing her going past like 20 times, 28 times, 24 different times um, around that uh, school. So they're saying like in, in a couple, it was like a week or two. She's been casing this place. So they're saying it's premeditated that, yep. okay, yep, yep. I got so, you. Um, another thing, too, that I just saw, too, as well, is that I guess she, like, wrote a text or a message to a, a friend, kind of saying, like, hey, something bad's going to happen, um, along those things, and she wanted to let that person know. That, hey, there's nothing you can tell me. No, I did see that. I read that mm-hmm. part, and I think that based off what I was reading, if I'm not corrected, the, the, the friend was saying that, Audrey had made mention to possibly suicide or something's bad going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, the friend was trying to reach out to the police, but Audrey had already moved quickly. She was, uh, I mean, Audrey was already in motion in whatever Audrey wanted to, had, had planned to do. Um, so the friend was reacting really quick. I think the friend had called the dad and they reached out to the cops. And I was reading, I was reading part of it and the mm-hmm. cops said, by the time they had gotten a call about the concern, that Audrey was already in, she was in motion. Moved. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I mean, it all happened so quick. I mean, yeah. the you know the timestamps are saying that you know she arrived at the school around nine fifty four. They show the car pulling up, a uh, Honda Fit pulls yeah. up in front of the school, and then they they have a uh, camera footage of the front of the school or one of the front doors. All of a sudden, the glass gets blown out. And that was about 10, 10, 10, 11. So she was in the car. Audrey was in the car doing, got maybe loading up, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just getting the gall to actually go through with this yeah, thing. Yeah, that is you know? true, right? Maybe yeah. the, the being convicted and be like, I yeah. don't be doing this, right? Are you sure, you know, like her mind playing tricks on her. Like, I think once you, if you're in that, I mean, I've never been in that situation, obviously, right? I've never been in a situation where I'm thinking of shooting up anybody indoor or school. But I think if you're in that situation, you have to be thinking in your mind, this is it. Because you know when you go into that type of atmosphere and you're shooting up kids and, and, and parents and adults and you know you're prob- the, probability, the probability of you coming out alive is very, very minimal. It has happened, we know. Yep. But very minimal. Because police officers, 
typically when you have that type of firearm, fire weapon, and you're killing people, you've already proven you're willing to murder. And at this point, they're not going to take any chances. They shoot first and ask questions later. So most of the time, you would think that I'm probably not coming out this yeah, situation. Not make it. Yeah. And it seems like that's what she wanted to do, right? She wanted a like a suicide deal, right? Um, so one thing, okay, so one thing that the school did really well, they went right into a lockdown. Which is amazing. I saw that. Yes. That was very quick, I, I was right? shocked too. Yeah, it was yeah. like instantly. Like they went right into a lockdown. So check this out. So 10-11 shoots the windows out yeah. uh, the front doors. And you can watch this on video. There's video footage of it. Shoots the front windows. So there's like the first set of doors and then goes to the second set of doors. Okay, I need you to halt there for a minute because I want to get a visual here for the people who are listening. <sighs> so Audrey pulls up, sits in the car for a little bit, gets out. I'm I'm wondering, and this is just me in my mind, because when things like this happen, if you don't know me, I am a thinker, yeah. and I think all kinds of stuff. So I'm thinking, I wonder if, because if you watch the video, as he mentioned, and he's going to go into it, no one's in sight. My thing is, I'm wondering if they had video already. Like, if you've ever worked in a, in a, in a, in a place where you have young kids, it's not easy to gather all young kids and get them moving. True. You know, yeah. like, they're young kids. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, so, um, like, almost yeah. they had, like, it seemed like they had obviously enough time to do that. And then kids are moving slow. So, yeah. or unless class is already in session, right? So they're already in, mm. in the classroom and this pops off. Right. So it's, well, there's only two things. Either, either you have video and you see this unidentified car pull up and maybe someone sees it outside or see some suspicion and they see these guns being loaded possibly. Yeah. Well, well that's number one. Yeah. Well, they said she had two rifles with her and a handgun. Okay. So you got it right. You got to see her. with mm-hmm. the, Number two is, and this is even more interesting. If you didn't get the alarm to start moving kids to a private safe spot until you heard those gunshots. But if that's the case, Audrey's shooting out those doors and getting in takes 60 seconds, maybe if that. Yeah, true. And you've cleared out everybody that fast. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And that's yeah. why I think you had to have had some type of pre True, true, right? Or unless, let's say, for example, the front desk, you know, normally, like, the schools that I've been to, they got to buzz you in, right? You got to buzz in, see who you are. That's true. So maybe there's a camera at the front door. They see this mm-hmm. girl walk up with a, two rifles. That, right. Right? To yeah. that point, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then she shoots the glass out, you know. And, I, and I'm sure more of this information will yeah, come out. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing because when you watch the video, like you said, it's just, it's empty. You would think the school was empty. Yeah, once she gets in, you can see her walking around, like, looking, like, there's no kids. It's a, it looked like it looked like the school was closed down. Yeah. Right. And she just broke in there after hours. Um, at least the footage that we saw. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean, she did, unfortunately did kill three young kids and and, and three, three adults. adults. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, right. Um, so now she she's inside. You can see her roaming around, and you know she she brings a rifle up to her eyes, and she's looking around. Uh, every time she opens doors, some doors are locked. Um, so this is about 10-11, right? 10-13, it sounds like the call goes out that there's an active shooter at the school. Okay. So 10-11 shoots the glass to, and enters the school. So these, again, I have to give so much kudos to the teachers and the representatives of that school. For you to have gathered those kids, empty the hallways, and then get a call out within two minutes of the shooting at the front door, that is magnificent. Mm-hmm. That is magnificent. I mean that that takes. I mean, I, you know, to, and I think again, you have to put yourself in that situation. These kids were young. I don't think I don't. I don't know much about the school. I don't know what the age group were. I, I think obviously three kids that 
the past were, were nine, but I'm assuming that this had a lot of young, this is a private Christian school, but they had a lot of young kids. I mean, it's not, I don't think eighth, eighth graders are running around there. I don't think. Yeah, I don't that, know that I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure of. Um, <clears throat> and, and like you said, yeah, kudos to the teachers, right? I mean, they, they acted Man. swiftly. I mean, it yes. was yes. a great response to that. Um, Thank God. So now the police arrives, right? So they arrive. Um, when they arrive, I believe it was about shortly after that, right? So they, they said shortly after the call. They- well, the call was 10-13. Mm-hmm. I think the police arrived, based off what we know, somewhere around a 10-20 mark, 10-21, because uh, 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 close to 10-20, because they entered the building around that time somewhere. They're in, they're in the building in the 20s, like maybe 10-21, 10-22. So maybe they arrived somewhere around maybe 1018, 1017. We don't have that in front of us here. So here, this is what it says. So they say that 11 minutes after the first call. 1013. So so the police had already engaged the suspect 11 minutes after the call. Well, if, if the call was 1013, then that's got to be, you said 11 minutes, that's 1024. Yeah. So 1024 they engaged. Yeah. So, so before that, you see the police. There's a, there's a few different videos. So you see the police pull up. Mm-hmm. They pull up one of the guys, one of the videos I saw, you know, his uh, his cam, he gets out, goes right to the back of his uh, Explorer and gets his rifle. Looks like an AR. Gets that out right away. And there's a teacher outside. It looked like a teacher. Someone approaches him and it's like, hey, every, the school's on lockdown, but there's two kids we can't account for. Right. Yeah. And I did see that. You can see that police officer right away runs to the, fr- the door and there's another police officer there already. And he shouts, you know, like, give me three, three. And from what I took from that is like, all right, there's two already. Give me three more officers. He's like, let's go, let's go. Like, yeah. they moved. I was shocked on how quick they moved. I mean, they didn't hesitate at all. Right, yeah. And they already had a key to get in. So got the key. You could see them get the key. They get in through the door. And it was a sight to see. I mean, these police officers, I mean, they were not messing around. They were, they were there to, to save as many people as they could. As soon as they got in, you see one police officer open the door, bam, another officer runs right in instantly, like in, into it, right? And for me, I was just amazed to see how they didn't hesitate. And, and I think that, and I know we talked about it. I think, again, this is all my opinion. I, I think when that school shooting uh, months ago, um, I think it was last year, months ago, at Uvalde in mm-hmm. Texas, when those police officers took so much scrutiny, which they should have, for standing outside, procrastinating, instead of going inside to help these kids, I think this also enabled these officers and empowered them to say, hey, look, we're not making the same mistakes. And I believe other police um, districts mm-hmm. and, you know, other police around the, the the United States use that, and that is bulletin board material. We do not wait. Yes. And I think that's fantastic. We do not wait. If you have not... You know, I think Uvalde, they, they learned from that shooting at Rob Elementary, Elementary in Uvalde, um, which took too long. Because I, I forget how many kids passed, but it was way too many kids too that many. died because police procrastinated. So this was awesome. You had even awesome. the point where the parents got there. So think about this. Parents got there, and parents are, like, trying to run inside. And the police are still trying to strategize, plan, plot, mm-hmm. strategize. Like, yes. And I think they were waiting for, like, specific, um, uh, I don't know if it was weapons or armor that they needed. Like, you know, so it was like, come on. You know, and I'm look, I'm going to rant on this for real quick. I, I, if you are a police officer, I, first of all, commend you for your bravery and what you have to embark upon. Now, I will say this. On one hand, you have to understand if you're a police officer and you come up to a scene and you have a handgun in the 
suspect inside has a <laughs> automatic rifle. That is an unfair fight. Me with a handgun and you with a AR-15 or AK-47 is unfair. Now, with that being said, I realized the job I signed up for. I have to still go in. I have a better opportunity with a handgun than these kids have. With nothing. That's the thought. And I know so many people talked about it with Uvalde. Like, they were like, oh, well, you know, if I pull up there and, you know, of course, these they don't have the weaponry. Well, maybe not. But the kids definitely don't. Yeah. You know, you have to go in. And you understand this is what you signed up for. So, you know, you learn from the Uvalde, but this right here at this Covenant School, I mean, if you watch the video, they got in fast. They, they, they were not messing around. I mean, they were clearing rooms. As soon as they got in the room, cleared it. No one's there. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And you can see their training just kicked in immediately. Um, and you can see in the video as they're going, um, unfortunately on one of them, you, they do blur out the body. There's a body. So they hear gunshots first. They hear gunshots. They're like it's upstairs, upstairs. They hear gunshots. And as they're running, you can see there's a body blurred on the ground. Um, but again, they were not wasting time. They heard the gunshots and they moved. They, they ran to the sound of fire. Because it could have been so wor- so much worse, right? We've seen so much worse. I mean, you never, you know, my heart goes out to the six people and the families. Mm-hmm. But you you usually hear of it being, I mean, an actual mass mass shooting. And I, I'll be honest, I think the, the response time of the police department there, and you have to give kudos to the staff yes. at that school. They cleared those hallways out. You watch the video, the shooter's looking around. <laughs> trying to find someone, anyone. For a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I probably would have said, I'm going to another school. Yeah. Like, this is. Oh, and one of the reasons they're saying that they went to this school, because, mm-hmm. or she went to that school to shoot it up unfortunately was because it wasn't as secure as other schools apparently she was going to go to another school but decided not to because it was a more secure it's tougher yeah it was tougher to get in tougher to unfortunately do what she had which what she should be a letter to you know to the higher ups like understanding that that's something that's important too see i grew up in the inner city and in back i'm look i'm in my i'm in my early early 40s hmm. early 40s and so you know, when I was in elementary school, I mean, this is back in the 90s, early 90s um, and late 80s. In elementary school, we had metal detectors. Then, mm-hmm. then it was hard to get into the school then because if you were a gangbanger or you were somebody, you, they had metal detectors. They had, we had a police officer at the school. Yeah, police officer. A lot of schools also had like clear backpacks. You couldn't have like. Yeah, uh, yes. So they can yes. see what's in your backpack. So it was like you had some of those things happening then. Some of these things you can have now, it's unfortunate, but if you want to keep these kids safe, there's things that you can do besides trying to ban guns. I don't want to get into a political thing, but ban guns. There's other things you can, mm-hmm. other options, yes. right? That you can Criminals take. are still getting guns, right? And these yes. guns were, from my understanding, held legit, right? So background she check, everything passed. Bought seven, I think they said seven guns or from five different stores mm-hmm. or vice versa, but it was multiple stores that Audrey bought these weapons from okay so they have access to them but it doesn't make a difference if you ban guns period you can say no american can own any gun and i'm not here to advocate or not advocate you have to do what's good for your family i'm not going to tell you to own a gun i'm not going to tell you not to own a gun that is up to you that's why we live in america you have that mm-hmm. right so i don't want anybody you know i'm not i'm not pro or anti i believe you should have the right to bear arms okay i mean I'm, it's, it's no I'm a front. I bear arms. So now you know, right? But I don't think you have to. You can choose not to. But I think what the point I'm trying to make is 
you know, at the end of the day, if if let's just say hypothetically, let's go to a dream world where the government says that you can no longer own any firearms. Everyone has used sticks and stones like David and Goliath. Criminals will still get guns. They still have. They're not going to turn them in. <laughs> they're illegal. <laughs> Criminals. They're always involved in illegal activities. Yes, so yes. I don't understand. Like it's you not like many shootings happen, and they're like, "Oh, he's a felon. He wasn't supposed to have a gun." Come on. Well, no, duh. I mean, they <laughs> they act like criminals going to say, "Oh man," yeah. and turn their guns in. No, they're that's why they're criminals. They don't obey the law. They do not. So now they actually those, want that. They're like, "Yes, yes, ban them, ban them, please." Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, I'll take my chance. You catching me? Because I can care less. I'm a criminal. This is what I do. I involve. I'm always involved in criminal activity. So to get rid of guns for the law-abiding citizens, you just put them in more harm's way. That's it. I agree. Okay. I'm sorry. And we'll hear someone said it really well. He said, you know, we're spending a lot of money in other places. Why don't we, like, I, I think just from watching this video, something I learned was like, okay, if she couldn't get through that first door, that would have been prevented. Right? So, okay. Yeah. Someone suggested, okay, well, how about just the front glass? Bulletproof, huh? Bulletproof. Yeah. Not that I mean, obviously that costs money, but we're sending billions of dollars to other places, other countries, yeah. right? So, um, if we're if like taxes that. are going up in neighborhoods for better football fields for the school, better basketball courts for the school, which I get it, no one wants to pay more taxes. I'm sure parents don't mind a little bit extra taxes for more protection for their kids. Yeah, so agreed. Um, so going back to right, so so now the police officers come in, right? So now let's go back to the scene. They 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 hear gunshots. They're like, that's upstairs, right? So they're clearing the rooms downstairs. They hear gunshots upstairs, and yeah. they're like, let's go. And they just start running, yeah, running. Hear the stairs. Let's go up. And and they run up, right? So you see one guy, he's got a handgun. A police officer's got a handgun. Another police officer with him has a shotgun, and the other one has a AR. The guy with the uh, handgun, the police officer, he runs up. He's like, all right. He kind of pushes other two police, not pushes, but puts his hand on the back, like, you guys go in front of me. Yeah. Because they're right by the gunshots. Again, though, stop there for a second. You notice he has the handgun, like we said. Handgun against <laughs> automatic rifle, no brainer. Like, it mm-hmm. is not a fair fight. And he understands that, yeah. which is why he pushes those two guys yeah. forward. In the beginning, he was in the lead. He's running up yeah. in the lead, right? And once they get close, he's like, all right. Gives him a little, like, hey, cover left. Yeah. And you can see the gentleman with the uh, the police officer with the AR. He just peeks around the corner. I, I believe they call it, like, cutting the pie. And he peeks around the corner, sees Pop, pop, pop. Let's have a couple shots. She falls instantly. Yeah. Now the three police officers, a shotgun gentleman has a shotgun, the one with the AR and the handgun. Now the guy with the handgun runs up. He's he's like, watch out, watch out, watch out. And uh, she was still moving. So he lets out a few more rounds. Yeah. And then runs up in uh, his video because they switch back and forth from the cams, different body cams. And you can see that she still had a gun in her hand. He kicks it off. She still had the rifle. He moves uh, that out of the way. And apparently at that time when they encountered her, she was shooting out the window on the second floor. Was shooting at police cars. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that's just like. And you always like. Here's the question: Why? I don't. I, I don't understand why. Right in the physical world, I don't understand why. Why would you want to go into a school with little kids and and in an unfair fight? Okay, you want a fair fight? Go to go go to a police. Go to police go station. go shoot up a police. I mean, no. First of all, I'm no, not no, telling no, you go. No, sh- no, yeah. I'm not telling you to do that. But what I'm saying is, you have that much gall. Go to a police station. You know where they can fire back instantly, mm-hmm. instead of going to shooting kids, kids who, who are innocent. Just going to learn. 
I don't understand. Now we un I understand again from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah, it's demonic attacks. That's right. We understand those attacks, but what is going through your mind that you have to set up and say, I am going to prey on the innocent and shoot at little kids. And I think the sad thing about it is these people, the parents of the nine-year-olds, the three, and the teacher, the head of school, and the custodian that all passed, unfortunately, they got up that morning and did not realize that they wouldn't see another sunset. That's how quick life is, folks. Like, that is. <sighs> Here, I encourage every listener, right, who's listening to this, let's not take every day, every second for granted. Right? Your family, your kids, your wife, your husband. I suggest you take this time right now when after this uh, podcast is done and just let them know how much you love them. A quick little text. If you're not around them, if you are around them, give them a hug, kiss. Yeah. You know, because in a split second, right, in school, someone's mm -hmm. at work. Think about these people. They're at work, right? Thinking they're going to come back home, you know. Mm -hmm. Thinking about, hey, I still got to come home. I got to I gotta cut the grass or whatever the case may be. You, you're not even, or I got to cook dinner. You don't even make it to that. You're making, they say, and we've all heard it, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Because we all have plans, but God is saying, you think you're going to, you think you're going, it doesn't work. I got a vacation coming up later on this year. That's not guaranteed no. to to see it. And, and this is not to scare. It's life. We understand it, right? We all understand every day you live, you're closer, live, you're, you're a day closer to your death, no matter what it is. Life comes and goes. But it's important, especially when you're trying to, to live the abundant life and we talk about family, let them know how you love them. I mean, fathers, it is not taboo. I know, it, you know, it's probably, it's harder for guys, but I tell my sons all the time, I love them. I have no problem. I tell Leo, I love him. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. My mom, my uncle passed, um, about a year ago, year and a half ago. And, um, ever since my mom, and there's seven of us, as far as, you know, siblings, I got, Ever since then, that was her brother. Ever since then, she makes it her point every day. This has been, I need you to understand, this has been a, a year and a half now since she's been gone. It was about almost like last Thanksgiving. Um, she makes it a point to text all of her kids and tell them, I love them. That, and she does not miss a day. She doesn't miss a day. And I understand why she started to do that. I mean, Life is such a blur. It comes and goes. And you never know when your last breath is. You make plans, but you're not guaranteed to see those plans through. You know, I would urge you to keep your kids, you know, especially with these schools and stuff, keep your kids in prayer. One thing I always do is keep my kids in prayer. Lord, cover them. Allow the guardian angels angels to cover them. Protect keep them. them. Protect them. Yes, man. It's crazy. I mean, this it, has become a nightmare in America. Yeah, and your kids and also your spouse. Mm -hmm. Right, your your spouse as well, but especially your kids having protected at all times, and I think this should be the wake up call for all of us. You know, just yeah. with family and friends and, and and the kids that tomorrow's not promised, as they say. It's, it's not, not, and it's not, and and look, we've know this is not new with the it's not new with 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 this school shooting, but this is the latest one. It won't be the last, unfortunately. But you know, you just try to do better. 
you know, you, you try to do better, better, and you're trying to just cover your family, cover them. And, it, and covering your family doesn't always mean that nothing tragic will happen. But it does, but it can mean that because you cover your family and you lead a, a, a godly lifestyle and you trust God and you're in love with Christ and you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be able to see your loved one again. That's the biggest thing. The biggest fear is not death. People get that misconstrued. The biggest fear is not death. The biggest fear is death without Christ. Mm. Because God doesn't look at death like the way we do. God looks at death, and in his in his category, his definition of death is separation from God. Not this, because we never die in his eyes. We die in the physical world, but the spiritual world, we're still living. And so what happens is separation from God is real death. And that's important. Come on. That's important. So, I mean, we urge you. We and, and like I said, just keep your kids in prayer. Some people started going to homeschool. Some people started doing other things. We get it. You can do what you need to do with your family. Keep them prayed up. Um, we do, you know, we, we pray for the youth. Um, and um, I have nephews and nieces and, 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 and God kids who are going to be in school. And, you know, we, we ask God's protection uh, around them. And in, in, in especially in times like this, and we, we do want to pray for those families that um, have experienced this, this tragedy. So we do want to obviously say a prayer for those families. We also want to say a prayer for you. Um, before we do that again, I just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in. And take a second real quick here as we say this prayer. You can include names or your family in this as we pray for you you can you know we don't know the names of your kids but you do and God does so we are going to ask that you just take a quick 30 seconds with us real quick as we say a prayer to bless you and your family and your kids and add God for protection for your families Heavenly Father we get, thank you again for today you get all the glory Father but we ask you for protection Father protect our kids protect all the listeners Father Protect them from these demonic attacks, Father. We ask you to cover them. Have your angels of protection around them at all times, Father. Also, Father, for these families, be with them, Father. Help them through these hard times. Give them that peace, Father, that surpasses all understanding, Father. We ask the Lord Jesus Christ again to protect all our viewers that are listening right now. We ask you for a sound mind. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to protect their homes. Have your angels of protection at the front door, at the back door, also inside the house, protecting the family. We speak life into them. We speak life into their kids. We speak health into them and their kids, Father. In your mighty name, Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for another day. We ask you to use our viewers, Father, for your glory. And use us, Lord. We're here to serve you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, and again, let all the glory be to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, amen. We extend those prayers out to you and, your, you and your family. Thank you so much for tuning in to All Ministries Abundant Life Podcast. As always, Jesse, J. Danielle, Leo Lopez, here wishing you and your family a safe, safe week and blessed days for you and your family moving forward. We thank you for tuning in. All ministries to the number two at gmail.com. Send us emails, questions, requests. 
prayer requests, counseling, whatever you need, we got you covered. We thank all the listeners for listening abroad also. And as always, continue to live the abundant life. God bless you.